understand that some of you feel as though that the McMahon-Helmsley faction last Monday on Raw just wasn't fair. That's just too damned bad. <laughs> because if you don't think it was fair Monday, you're probably the same kind of people when you will honestly and objectively look into the full-length mirror and you look at yourselves and you say, that can't be me. No, that can't be me with the pot belly and the small genitalia. Oh, no, that's not fair. That really is you, Michael. And you look at yourselves and you compare yourselves to the genetic jackhammer. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, Episode 74, and Ask TFNP episode. I am the creator of the FullNelsonPress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny J O N N Y underscore Tango. I'm here with the president of People Power, Mr. Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, how's it going? Hey, Brandon. I'm good. Uh,. We really don't have an event to talk about, so we came up with a great idea of ask our millions and millions of listeners to send the us millions a- and millions and millions of TFMP fans <laughs> chanting Brandon's name. Mediocre. Team Brandon. Hashtag Team Brandon. Hashtag Team Pete. No, fuck off. No. All right, so yeah, we decided this week we're going to do some listener questions. So uh, we're just going to do this to just fill up. We the... just dive in. Yeah, we'll just dive right in first. And uh, just a uh, just a heads up: if I say your username wrong, that's your fault. You spelt it how I'm saying it. So, uh, but just remember to use the hashtag TFMP on Facebook, Twitter, Wrestling Amino, or just email your questions at contact at thefullnelsonpress.com. First question here is from Pimp Scuro. I think he asks, uh, what WWE championship do we think is getting devalued the most and why? All right, universal title, because it's never there. <laughs> they should always just put a podium out with it yeah. on it and just say, yeah, Brock owns this. Yeah, that's basically it, because we never see it until Brock comes on. So right. that's why it's ridiculous. Uh, a close second is the woman SmackDown title. Uh, I love to say the cruiserweight title, but it's never been valued, so I can't really yeah, say. Yeah, can't really go that route, <laughs> right? Nobody I say, cares. I would say both women's titles um, and both tag titles, just because since we've done the split, it just doesn't feel right. Both tag teams are named too similar to each other. There's not too much going on. It just feels like we have half a division in each division. Um, so I, I would go with the both women's titles and tag titles on both brands. Good job, Brandon. That's a great answer. <laughs> Shut up. Christian X. <laughs> Michaels asks, uh, which current WWE jobber would be the best choice to bring up uh, to the, I think he means main event card or mid card or something like that. Basically the next gender. Yeah, the the gender, the genderella story is what I'll call it. Um, I would go with uh, Heath Slater. Uh, make that 3MB thing like a powerful faction. But I think Heath Slater's funny. I, I think he could do a lot the same things that Miz can do. So uh, I would go with Heath Slater. 
I think I would go Bo Dallas. Okay. But just let him run with it longer. Like, they did not give that. Just believe. <laughs> but they didn't let him do his flip the switch thing like he did in NXT. Like, he was that cheesy, pompous asshole. But yet, he was so over as a heel because he annoyed the shit out of everyone. And WWE just was like, well, we're not going to do that. And that's why he's just been struggling. Well, I think they have a problem with, like, character development with him because they do the whole thing where he gets introduced to the main event roster by beating uh, Wade Barrett a couple times, and he starts yeah. up a few with that, and then they just drop it cold. And now yeah. he's supposed to be the annoying wrestler, but to anyone of this fan base, is kind of like, which character of Bo Dallas are we going to root for this year? Exactly. Uh, close second is Curtis Axel. Yeah, Good choice. I really think he's being underutilized. I think if you gave him the right gimmick, he would go very far with it. And I feel like anytime they make a new gimmick, they're like, let's give it to someone who's not Curtis Axel. It just sucks because the whole, I have yet to be eliminated from the Royal Rumble gimmick. <laughs> Killing. Yep. Oh, it was Axel so Axel Mania was enjoyable. Yep. I'll give him that one. Absolutely. Joey P asks, if we could give Mike Bennett or what's his name, Mike Canellis, a different gimmick, what would it be? Fired. <laughs> Unemployed. Another yeah. drifter gimmick. Hit the bricks. No one cares. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care. You know what? I don't mind his current gimmick. I really don't. Shut up. I know we disagree on this, but and I know he's lost a lot, but I still think they could go somewhere with the, the current gimmick. It, it annoys people in the right way. I, it can get the right amount of heat for both him and his wife. I don't mind the gimmick he has, so I wouldn't change his gimmick. No. The unemployment man. You can have, oh, oh my God, the welfare king to go along with the welfare queen. From Glow? Glow. Oh, okay. All right. Get it? That's, ah. uh, that's dumb. Ah. That's stupid. Stop. Ah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I don't like you, Mike Nellis. I don't care. <laughs> Broken Brother Nero, not that one, asks, do you want the broken gimmick uh, in the WWE? No. Yes and no. Uh, I enjoyed the the gimmick in TNA, but it's creative in control of it, so it's going to fucking suck. Yep, it's going to be buried. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to it. The American Nightmare asks, uh, or wants to know, what we think of Natalia being number one contender. Do you think she's trying to revive her career and have a cha the championship gold one last time? Well, first, uh, I don't think that's her decision. This is creative. It's not like she, even if she asked, she doesn't have no footing backstage to be like, I want to be number one contender this month. Um, do I think she's going to win the title? Maybe. Uh, only because it's Naomi, so who fucking knows? <laughs> well, it all depends, too, if Naomi wants to even defend it. Yeah. She's <laughs> apparently got this power of Brock Lesnar, but for the women, they're like, mm, not, I, I don't, no, no, I don't. I'm a fighting champion! Don't do it. Don't. Glory. Bring it to the floor! But I think Natalia will be good because I think there's good talent there, and if anyone's been a backer of NXT, she you saw the match she put on with Charlotte down there. Yeah, that was an awesome I mean, match. She's awesome in the ring. I think if you put her right the right opponent and don't give her a gimmicky storyline, she can put on an amazing match. Exactly. I think it's good. I hope she wins because I'm Naomi's forgettable. FKTHP asks, what are your thoughts on Styles winning back the U.S. title, and what are your thoughts on Nakamura and Cena happening next week? 
with with Styles winning the title, this whole thing has just been such a like I don't I don't even know how to ex- explain this, but it's been such a shitty roller coaster. <laughs> like he wasn't supposed to lose the title, so they have Jericho just come back in to transfer the title back over. It just feels like if you're not going to give us a good Owens and Styles match, be just be done with this. They've given good matches. It's just that finish fucked up. Yeah. And then- but Jericho just popping in and putting on a match like that, like, I don't care. I was fine with it. It was a good match. That's a good way to transfer the belt without it just being another one-on-one. But you got to do something for the belt at SummerSlam more than just a one-on-one match. There's got to be something more. So what are your thoughts on Cena and Nakamura coming up? Excited. I, I like Nakamura, and I think him and Cena will be able to put together something good. I almost feel like this is, like, it shouldn't be on television. Like, this, yeah. this is almost a pay-per-view. What the fuck are you doing, WWE? You can't do that. You got to make sure your pay-per-views suck and your TV shows <laughs> get better. Right. I guess that's oh, the case. That's what they're going for. Yeah. Azam asks, who do you think John Cena's last match will be against, and when do you think that's going to happen? Um, Who? It's going to be somebody new he's going to put over. Like, that just seems like the way we don't even, he's probably, whoever it is, is probably not even in the performance center yet. Yeah, he might not be there. Watch it be Jason Jordan. (laughs) That would be cool. I'd be totally down for that. But I also see, like, Cena getting into more movie roles and stuff. I don't see him leaving, like, how The Rock left. Um, I see Cena coming back, like, at least wrestling three months out of the year, Uh, even, like, 10 years from now, even, I could see that. Like, it's going to be a long time before we see John Cena fully put his, uh, not boots, uh, weird shoes up. Yeah, his his new balances. (laughs) His new balance of jorts. Mutt asks, do you think SummerSlam is going to be as as bad as Battleground? Come on, Mutt. No. (laughs) There's no way anything's going to be that bad. That was just beyond terrible. That was so bad. It was a a shit show uh, pay-per-view. But, hey, that just means SummerSlam is going to be good because they're pretty much just trying to stall out as much as possible so that way they can use all the good matches on SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, I really think SummerSlam has kind of turned into, I know they say it a lot uh, with being like the, the summer's WrestleMania, but now that we've switched to the network, I think there's more star power and they put, I think, a little bit more effort into SummerSlam uh, than they used to. BGK and the Golf Club Fear asks, who do you think is winning the Fatal 4-Way match uh, for the Universal title at SummerSlam? We got Braun Strowman retaining, or uh, Brock Lesnar retaining, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Samoa Joe. I'm going Joe. Okay. It makes the most sense for Joe to win. I think Braun Strowman's coming out the Universal Champion. Well, with the whole Fatal 4-Way, this way, like, everyone can win and make it, like, more realistic of, like, you know, Strowman, if he just, uh, like, he could be overpowered or whatever by, like, two other guys, so then Joe can sneak in and grab the title, and it wouldn't look all weird that, like, Joe won over Strowman. And then you could have your whole Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe thing. Because you know that's what they want. <laughs> you say that, but come SummerSlam night, we're going to see Roman Reigns with all three other men laying on top of each other, and he just pins all of them at once. <laughs> oh, I know, and I'm going to be like, I'm done. <laughs> Vintage HCB asks, when do you think Carmella and Corbin are cashing in? Um, I feel like one could happen at SummerSlam. I mean, we have two briefcases, so they're, they got to be, like, trigger-happy with one of them. Yeah. I think out of any of them, I think Carmella is more ready to hold the belt. So I think she'd be the first one to cash in. 
I just still think they don't have a firm backing with Baron Corbin yet. No, I agree. And it even would make even more sense for her to be the one cash in at SummerSlam, because let's say Natalia wins it, and then Carmella immediately cashes in, then we get another Carmella and Natalia feud, which I'm not a fan of, but I know backstage they're like, well, Natalia can definitely carry Carmella up to that prestige status we need her to be to be the champion. Yeah, like, it would be a smart move. Following up on that, Doc Death Dunn asks, if Baron Corbin cashes in at SummerSlam, who do you think is going to be his rival? So pretty much is it going to be whoever was the, the champion? I would see Shinsuke Nakamura winning it, and because uh, I, I kind of feel like we're going to get a triple threat match uh, with John Cena, Jinder Mahal, and Shinsuke Nakamura, and I see uh, out of that match Shinsuke Nakamura winning it and then Baron immediately cashing in if that would be the case. That makes the most sense. I'm actually 100% in agreement with you. All right. Yeah, agree. Pinka99 asks, what are your thoughts on a rumored superstar shakeup this year? Sounds like we might be getting another one after SummerSlam. What's wrong with it? Well, you can't really establish either brand with as many times someone flip-flops back and forth. Well, they're not doing anything with them anyways. That is true. It's not like it really matters. The old logic used to be that, oh, great, we're getting a... Someone's going to SmackDown so that way they can get a little bit more TV time than they normally would in Raw, but... Both shows have just been, like, running it through the mud lately, so that can't even be the case right now. I don't know. I mean, I'm down. I like it. I'm indifferent. I could care less at this point. Uncle T-E-B asks, if you could change one thing about W... <laughs> Uncle, hold on. Uncle T-F... T-F-B. Ah. Right? Yeah. Uncle T... F-E. Yeah. All right. If you could change one thing about WWE in 2017, what would you change? It'd get rid of pay-per-views. The one thing I think I'd change is the year. I'd make it 2020, and hopefully Vince isn't running the show anymore. Oh, thank God. That'd be awesome. But I would get rid of a bunch of pay-per-views. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I would focus mo mostly on, for my network, less pay-per-views, more original shows, and more tournaments. I would like to see, you know, a tournament every three months, uh, some kind of, like, gimmick to it, can have a trophy to it. I think it still, like, fills up that niche. Uh, and then also give NXT two hours every week. Mm, I think their, ro their roster is too thin right now. I think you could uh, give people longer matches and just give people longer promos. You don't have to maybe add one or two matches if you really have to. Uh, next one is from Jason Hashtag The Draw asks, Do you think that WWE bringing up so many top indie guys is hurting the industry? No. No. They've always been doing it this way. I mean, look how many times they borrowed people from ECW just to ride on that hardcore hotels yeah. during the 90s. I, I don't see that here. No, they're, the thing that's hurting the industry is that Vince thinks he has so much money and power, and it's just buying all network spots, which is leaving Ring of Honor on at 11 o'clock <laughs> Saturday night. Yeah. You know, like on, on your local Fox station. There's your biggest like hurt is Vince just throwing his money around uh, until ring of honor and global force and all that can like whatever get together or something i don't know there's got to be something but but wwe has too much power right now i agree with that but yeah i don't see it hurting the industry at all i just see people getting paychecks and how many wrestlers nowadays are coming into the wwe for a couple years like look at austin aries he comes in for a year not happy with his position he's out 
and that doesn't that's not going to hurt him. He's going to go get more no. indie shows. I, I don't see this day and age, especially with the way that they've been handling other companies, like having Dixie Carter on the fucking network. I mean, I don't think it's like too taboo to be going to another wrestling promotion and being able to come back and vice versa. Yeah. Speed Start TJ asks, who are guys you think will get called up from NXT onto the main event roster soon? Asuka's got to get called up, right? The last two NXTs have started with Ember Moon being the opening match. So I think they're totally like, we can now let Asuka move on, give uh, Ember Moon the belt, and she could totally carry the women's division on NXT with no issue. Yeah. Vinny Video asks, who do you think is the next big NXT star? Drew McIntyre. I really see Drew McIntyre. I have been seeing some of his promos, so I'm wondering if they think he's going to be the next big one. Right. He's number one contender right now against Bobby Roode. Yeah, he is taking on Bobby Roode, which is cool. Um, Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to really say. Yeah, because we're right now in a transition. I think right after Brooklyn, we're going to see a flood of people from the Performance Center coming on yeah. to television. I think they're just holding off on some of it. But right now, yeah, I definitely see the singles division. Right now, I think your top four guys in NXT single division is Hideo Itami, Cassius Ono. Oh, no. Oh, no. Where did my sandwich go? Oh, my God. Someone give me a pastrami sandwich. I saw a Tommy pick that load up on his shoulders, and it looked awful. And I'm like, he's gotten bigger. <laughs> he even picked him up. You can see he was like, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, and no. Finn Balor fan 789 wants to know if we enjoy the Attitude Era more or the Ruthless Aggression Era more. It's Attitude Era, by far. I don't know, man. It's it's hard. Both of them had different things I really liked about them. Ruthless Aggression was the time that we got to see a little bit more Eddie Guerrero. Uh, we are in the main event scene. We got to see Brock Lesnar finally like coming up and taking out people like The Rock, and uh, we got Bumblebutt Goldberg. So uh, I'm gonna go with Attitude Era. <laughs> well, it was you watched like The Rock and Stone Cold go back and forth and Triple H like. It was awesome. Yeah, I agree. Stories were so much better. So speaking of Attitude Era, the King of Old School asks, what was our favorite Attitude Era match? Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon in the King of the Ring. Okay. It was my first pay-per-view I watched. Still one of my favorite matches. It was, I, I think it was like an Unforgiven or Bad Blood or something like that, and it was Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, and if Stone Cold Steve Austin bled, uh, he got fired from the company. And to me, like, that was real to me. I was like, not Stone Cold. Don't, don't say, don't say it. And it was a good match. Uh, Undertaker ended up losing fucking, uh, but Stone Cold, because they've been having these blood matches, like, the whole week, he's just covered in band-aids, yeah. you know? So they gotta keep patching them back up so they don't count, like, right away he gets his back cut, and they're like, oh, that don't count. It's gotta be gushing from his face. But it's still yep. one of my favorite matches. Yeah, that match was great. The Phenomenal One asks, what do you think could have uh, happened if WCW feeded the WWF in the Monday Night Wars? Even if WCW won the Monday Night Wars, I still see Ted Turner losing the power and them still shit-canning WCW, even if it won. Uh, because if you hear all the stories, the company was done with wrestling and didn't care how it was doing, they were just done. I think Vince McMahon still had so much money anyways that if WCW won, he would just buy him anyway. <laughs> it's true. That's very true. Give me WCW. We beat you in the ratings. Well, it's mine now. And that means I won. I beat myself. Well, you know why? Because I'm a genetic jackhammer. Jabroni Scrub asks, if you could bring back one gimmick match for just one night, what would it be and who would be in it? 
hardcore match. Oh, yeah. Do you remember hardcore matches? They were so great. And you know who I'd put in it? The entire mid-card roster. You know, exactly. just make it one long match. Because <laughs> then you realize how much that little hardcore title helps people, the likes of, like, Crash Holly. Right, exactly. You know, Bob Holly. All these, like, kind of, like, mid tier performers but they had something to go for and people were invested right put like uh let's say Braun Strowman gets the title right and uh he gets just like choke slam from Big Show and out of nowhere Primo comes in and pins him awesome yeah. you know and that doesn't hurt anybody and then like nope. Primo gets his head kicked off from Zack Ryder and he gets pinned there like wham bam thank you man so the whole defend the title all the time was yeah. so great. oh man it was so good T asks, which wrestler has improved the most this year? Um, could you say gender? I don't think gender gender Mahal has improved at all. I don't think he's improved, but he's just gotten bigger, like performing wise. He's got like stories now. Yeah, I um, guess he is better on the mic, but in the ring, he's still mediocre. I mean, Baron Corbin's gotten a lot better. He has improved. I'll give him that. Good, good for you, Baron. Alexander Black wants to know what has been our favorite match in 2017 so far. Well, that two out of three falls match with uh, DIY and the Revival. That was amazing. Uh, the latter match between DIY and uh, Authors of Pain, also another just as equally great match, I think. Tyler Bate versus the... Um... Pete Dune? Yeah. Yeah, that match was really that good. That match was epic. That's my pick. Okay. Don't all just right. help me all NXT. Yeah, none of it. We don't even... Nothing's even a main roster match. I went into the whole Pete Dune, Tyler Bate match. Like, I don't know who these guys are. I'm not a big fan, I don't think. And then I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the ladder match between DIY and Officer Pain. There was a lot of really fun spots, a lot of really cool tag team. And I think Authors of Pain showed that they couldn't really step it up in the ring. All right. Fridge asks, what has been your favorite mid-card championship match on the main event roster and why? So it's just got to be that U.S. title match we just watched on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. That match was epic. That mm -hmm. was so good. I absolutely agree. I hate agree. to say, like, just because it's fresh in our mind, but it is. That match so good. Well, we haven't had any open challenges from John Cena this year because he hasn't been champion with anything like that. And the IC title the entire 2017 has just been Dean Ambrose and The Miz going back and forth. Yeah, so don't care. Exactly. T-Money wants to know uh, what we think is the worst pay-per-view of all time. All time? All time. I didn't even have to look one up. I had one. All right, what is it? It was a Vengeance uh, 2013, I want to say, maybe 2012. It was the one where Big Show and Mark Henry uh, broke the ring for a second time. It wasn't a pay-per-view that like pissed me off. It was just a pay-per-view that I just was like, I don't even want to watch wrestling anymore. It was such a shitty pay-per-view. It was their last time they used the word vengeance in a pay-per-view. Battlegrounds almost made me quit watching wrestling. I don't blame you. And I, you were not alone there. That sucked so bad. I'm going with Battlegrounds. I don't care. I know there's probably so another one somewhere, but yeah, I'm going Battlegrounds. Sarah Retrack asks, favorite stable of all time? Oh my god, this is no-brainer. Right to censor. Right to <laughs> No-brainer. I'm not even going to hesitate on that. They were such dicks, and I loved it. They had the worst song. They were just the worst, but they had such good chemistry, and it was such a good faction. 
Over. Oh, you're picking it over. NWO. NWO. DX. The Shield. Evolution. I'm picking right to censor. I don't even care. Uh, what's your second pick? Mean Street Posse. They were right up there. <laughs> Whatever. The Spirit Squad. I'm going with the Shield. Uh, they were the most protected stable that worked, that made sense, that I never had an issue. Had some of the greatest pay per views, uh, uh, pay per view matches. They didn't ruin it like the NWO put too many people in it, and they didn't like overpower it like they did with Evolution and DX. I gotta go with the Shield. The Soft and the Wrestling Geek ask, who is our favorite wrestler of all time? This is tough. This is really hard. I had it down to three. Who? But I think my favorite of all time is Jericho. But the other two were The Rock and Kurt Angle. Um, I was going to go with Kurt Henning. I think he's my all-time favorite wrestler. Uh, number two, got to go with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was one of the biggest reasons I got into wrestling. Without him, I wouldn't be watching it today. Uh, and, and number three, uh, Rick Rude. I oh love Rick God. Rude. Rick Rude is so good, too. Yeah, there's so many good ones. But yeah, like the top three I remember, I remember Jericho was the only reason I watched WCW. Um, the whole thing with Dean Malenko and the arm bar. <laughs> number two, headlock. Um, and then his whole feud with Goldberg was so great. Yeah, and, and then it carried w- on for years. Then he comes into WWE and starts off right with The Rock. He's thrown right into the fire and killed it. Right. Um, with Stephanie McMahon, that whole thing was great. And he has been relevant every time he comes back because he has changed his gimmick. That dude has evolved from, like, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roll to, like, Save Us, to the Business Jericho, right. to now this, he was the Rocker Jericho, to now this kind of, like, I wear scarfs of Jericho, and, like, he kills it every time. And then Kurt Angle was just amazing. He was awesome in the ring. He was great on the mic. He was hilarious. I mean, that dude has some of the most quotable lines. And then, I mean, the Rock is such a pioneer, like... I mean, Stone Cold probably pioneered the most. Yeah. But The Rock started bringing more fire behind his words that made it sound so real. Like, he killed it. Yeah. And he was funny. But, like, he would flip a switch and be serious. He'd be like, wow, The Rock's awesome. Right. You could be laughing at him and be intimidated at the same time. So, I, I good picks. Yeah. Uh, with Kurt Henning, just amazing in the ring, amazing on the mic. He was a character as a kid I hated. Uh but I love to hate him. He was like uh, Ted DiBiase. Like, I just, I enjoyed <laughs> Mr. Perfect so much. Uh, same with Rick Rude. Rick Rude, I think, I, I'd love to say he's my all-time favorite wrestler. It's just, I know there's so many, like, I just, I enjoy Rick Rude so much. And then, of course, Stone Cold being just Stone Cold. He was like what CM Punk kind of was to, like, the modern era. He was just a guy that just shot from the hip in his promos, and you don't see that anymore in wrestling. Oh, that. That first promo where he's just like, you write your psalms, you write your verses. The loss at 316 just said, I whooped your ass. And it's just like, Awesome. <laughs> right? awesome. Well, hey, we got to give a special thank you to the Wrestling Amino app. Uh, they, a lot of these questions came from them, if not all of them. Uh, we asked them to give us some questions, and they really pulled through with us. But that is the Full Nelson Press Podcast, Episode 74, an Ask TFMP episode. Anything else you want to add, Pete? No. <laughs> all right, we'll go watch your wrestling. Yeah, that... You're so dumb. I don't have anything. Thanks for listening to the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. Leave us a comment and the guys might give you a shout out on the next episode. If you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure to leave us a review. 
You can also find the Full Nelson Press on Stitcher, Facebook, Wrestling Amino, Instagram, or visit us at thefullnelsonpress.com. We'll be right back.